0: the hall shoot save smith the rebound stop another try they score brayden McNabb, his first of the year two to one golden knights live from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com out of the net extra passing smith settles his shot knocked down it's a loose puck in front now smith scores This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's get out a two-hour extravaganza. We are going to check in with the Henderson Silver Knights play-by-play man, Brian McCormick, who's in Colorado. That's coming up in just a little bit. News and notes with one-timers. As we look around the National Hockey League, a whole bunch of all-star information coming your way as the rosters have been filled out and some little tidbits uh, just uh, trickling out from that as the head coach of the Pacific Division, Bruce Cassidy, and goaltender Logan Thompson of your Vegas Golden Knights will take part in that one in Sunrise early next month. It's the VGK Insider Show. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio, home of the- Tell me, really seriously, is there times where you think that you need to practice the woo every now and then, and you just let one loose in the house? Yeah, not I'll, I'll, if every I, now
1: and then. If I'm driving in the car,
0: yeah, or if I'm
1: watching a Golden Knights game on television, the commercial comes on. I like to, I like to you play. Give along. it, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "This is my moment,
0: dude." I'm right there with you. If you would have said anything else other than yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. rip one off every now and then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would have called you a liar.
1: My my neighbors probably wondering what's wrong with me, but uh,
0: Well, they're asking that question. Well, they, anyway. yeah,
1: they pre woo there. They're asking that. Yes, Definitely. yes. Do you
0: know know your neighbors? Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, you just moved recently. No, no, we are moving in. But uh, did you move month.
0: in the last like year and a half? Two years? Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you moved recently. That's yes, that's uh, that is recently. Is, I guess. To me, yeah. is recently. So you know your neighbors? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: and do you like them? Yeah, yeah. Are they noisy?
1: You know, the guy who used to live above us was, was pretty noisy, but he was a super nice guy, so we let it slide.
0: Really? And now we have I don't a, tolerate that.
1: Now we have a girl who, who moved in, a young girl, and I barely know when she's there.
0: Mm. People that live above me that are noisy, I don't tolerate Dragging that. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. I, I moved out, I sold a townhome because of that once.
1: <laughs> you were on the ground I floor.
0: I went over and saw them a couple of times. They didn't get it. I sold the house. <laughs> I moved. I don't that's blame how, you. That's how much I couldn't handle it.
1: See, but the guy above us, he gave my kid a drum set, so I, I feel like Kingston was able to, to give it back to him a little bit. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Nice yeah, drum can, set, you too. You can't argue with that. No, no. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, what happened last night at T-Mobile Arena? It was a 3-2 loss against the Detroit Red Wings. It wasn't what I expected in a bounce-back performance. I also expected an answer In the Dallas game from what happened against Edmonton, didn't get it. How concerned are we right now about the Vegas Golden Knights? I would say pretty concerned but the question i want to know from people and you don't have to call in but just think about this all right i mean you can't call in 702-876-1340 if you if you really feel like it and we've got our hockey parlay contest uh, coming your way brought to you by Michael E Minden Jewelers uh, at the Fashion Fashionthome Mall that's coming up uh, at some point uh, during this first hour in which we'll give you three games you pick the winners and we'll uh, grant you 400 bucks the pot's up to now 400 bucks on the line it grows by $100 every week that there's not a winner Uh, We've got our games pre-selected. We'll give them to you live on the air. And you have to uh, select those that are going to be victorious. And if you're not three for three, it's back up. Another hundred dollars and week, uh, hopefully hopefully Chapman and I will win the thirty two thousand dollars at the end of it. Very very no difficult winner. games this week. No, no, no. It we picked them. And <laughs> and you're saying that uh that we picked difficult games. No
1: no no. I think in general there there's a lot of really tough games. No, there's this week. a
0: couple of easy ones out there Yeah, some, that some, we could go for.
1: Some layups. Yeah. Like the first game tomorrow don't, morning. Just don't don't
0: get <laughs> sidetracked here. Uh are we, and I want you to really think about this, because I want to know how serious the situation is right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Who have lost three in a row? First time all year that they've lost three in a row, which is extraordinary considering some of the feelings that I hear compared to three in a row. There's like 25 teams that even come that uh, have, have blown that away in the first two weeks of the season, the last uh, lost three in a row. Is this a flat spot? Is this a slump? Is this a skid? Is this a bump? I'm willing to call this a flat spot. A slump, in my terminology, has to be five games. You have to get to that. And then you get it all uh, after... After seven games, you're into a full-blown skid. But this right now is a flat spot. Three games in a row. It feels worse than it actually is because what's transpired during this homestand, all the games, uh, being at T-Mobile during this stretch, you've watched the lead in the Western Conference evaporate. You woke up today and see Seattle on top of the Pacific Division by a better percentage point. Uh, listing. So there's some things that weigh on this to make it feel worse than it is. But I'm not going to run away from the fact that there's concerns going on right now with this hockey club. Uh, The injuries play a role. Uh, The goaltending, not just going out and flat out stealing a couple of games, plays a role. The young kids on the blue line plays a bit of a role, but I think they've been really good. And then up front, you just you're out of sync right now. That's the best explanation I can give you for what's happened offensively for the Vegas Golden Knights. They aren't clicking, if you want to phrase it that way, or they're totally out of sync. And you saw that in the early goings last night in particular. Their work ethic, that was fine. But when pucks are bouncing off skates or just over sticks... Where it's not an egregious error, and then it turns around and ends up in your back of your net the way it occurred on the first Detroit goal. They're out of sync right now. And there were some stretches that I felt were full of optimism near the end of the first period, like the Dallas game. End of the first period was good there. They weren't able to capitalize on it. Uh, Vegas played well. At the end of the first period last night, got it tied up. Turned the corner. The confidence was back. There was some vibe in the building. Everything was going. And then you weren't able to take control of it after shift over shift momentum that was in your favor in the second period. Think about that game last night, Chapman. You had several shift after shift really good performances in the second period. And then Detroit came right back and Joe Villano scored. And it put Detroit up by a couple. That sucked the air out of it. There was, Vegas was in a good spot in the middle of that second period. Now, the result, you look at it and you say, what are you talking about? There was, it was another loss against Detroit. But middle of the game, they were good. End of the first period, they were good. They weren't able to push it over the line. And in the third period, they controlled the game like we expected them to, coming out of the gate about the game against Dallas. I expected them to play like they did in the third period last night. 14-5 shots, sure. Uh, I expected them to come out last night uh, in the first period, control the game like they did in the third. 14-5 shots and, and, and scoring the, uh, the goal uh, that, that occurred late. That's what you need to see. That's what Bruce Cassidy wants to see. But he wants to see it in the first period. And he was as pointed last night and specific last night about his frustrations as we have heard. Which is saying something considering what he offered up after the game against the Dallas Stars. Here's Bruce. I want to play you some of the post game from last night because there's some context here to really be able to absorb what's going on in and around this team. And a word that he used which will grab your attention in the hockey world instantly is the term passengers. And that was offered up last night a couple of times.
2: Eventually we got to it tonight. Uh, I think we've had passengers uh, lately. Guys that we rely on, need to be better. Timely save. that uh, Tonight could have made a difference. Uh, so I, I wouldn't put on one element, but... Um, you know, getting outworked at key situations, key times in the game, putting ourselves in bad spots is probably the start of it. As I said, where we need we need better from some of the players that we rely on. Um, and there's in, and just to sort of expand on that, we went through injuries a little while ago. We came through it okay. Our effort was good. We had no passengers. Um, you know, what do we have? Seven, eight, nine guys out. Petro had, had left for a while, Shea was out, White Cloud, and, we, you know, young kids came in, or other guys stepped up. We got timely saves. Stevie Stoney got hot, Smitty got hot. So there was some of the guys we rely on. We just haven't gotten that recently with, with this similar amount of guys out. So we can certainly capable of it in the room to do it. Uh, without a full lineup, not going to win every night, <clears throat> but we should be more, much more competitive. <clears throat> so a little disappointed in uh, the guys that aren't bringing it.
0: And there's a couple of areas in this lineup right now that are not producing or not carrying the level of play that we're used to in this lineup. Whether you score the goals or not, we're not seeing the pressure. We're not seeing the ozone time. We're not seeing the chances. That old saying from coaches, hey, I'd be worried if they weren't getting chances. They may be in a bit of a funk right now, but they're getting chances. There's a part of this team right now with a couple of players that are at the top of the points standings with the Vegas Golden Knights that don't seem to be getting the chances, which is worrisome. Is it a flat spot, or is there something that has to be really looked into? I think it's more of a flat spot that that we're into what we talked about yesterday in the dog days. But it all does seem to center around that start to games, which have not been up to expectations, the last three in particular.
2: Well, there isn't enough of it from the start, so that that's, that's evident to all of us. Um, 18,000 people, you, me, I think the players even recognize it, so... Um, and building in will to a player right I mean I, you know to take some pride in the crest right get out there and and be ready to go like I said the first goal they, they just outworked us on it and and that you know and then eventually you get mad and you want to get back in the game because you have some pride but you know going over the boards at seven o'clock is what, what can fix that and that is slipped is that like I said I think we can all own a piece of that um, and if I had a simple answer for you we'll just flip a switch uh, against Washington on Saturday at seven I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it here at home for a while. So, what else is going on, right? Like, uh, you know. So we'll have to, you know, make sure we get our point across and get our work done tomorrow, which we always do. And then Saturday, let's be ready to go.
0: Washington Capitals next up. Ovi, 50th goal of the season last time he was in. Yeah! That's not going to be easy tomorrow night. And then it's a back-to-back against the Arizona Coyotes. They need to find it. What is it? Maybe it's the killer instinct. Here's William Carlson.
2: You know, I, I think maybe that's more of the mindset that uh, when I go out there before the game, just have the, the killer instinct and, uh, you know, take it up on yourself. Uh, you know, if it's going to be a pass, um, most likely it's just going to open up. deed um, didn't give me a pass, so he gave me the shot, so I should have taken it.
0: He had a two-on-one in the first two minutes of that game last night. Chose to pass. You guys know how I feel about this. This isn't just looking from high in my perch. Because I've also acknowledged I'm wrong most of the time. When the likes of Carlson and Smith, who I see do it more often than anybody else, start throwing that puck back and forth. Uh, I'm wrong. Because I love the shots on the two-on-one. You can't do that all the time. That's unrealistic. That's uh, not creative at all. These are elite hockey players. But last night... Last night was one of those ones where even Will looks back and Coach Cassidy looks at it and says, you got an opportunity. Grade A look at the goal. You got to find a way to get that puck on net. And would shooting have been better there? Maybe you don't score, but you establish something. I like the shot in that situation. A question was asked of Alex Petrangelo after the game by Chris Chapman about are they working hard enough at the start? Chapman, can we go to that clip? Because I I thought it was a a really good question. It was a tough question. Uh, It could have ended up in being snarky coming back, and it wasn't, which is great on Petrangelo and and his status of a veteran. After what they've been through the last few games, to be put in that situation and and challenged the way you, you did... It, there could have been something coming back. There wasn't. I like the question. I love the answer even more. Oh, no, we're working hard. It's just we got to work the right way,
3: right? It's sometimes you can, uh, you know, work and you're you're you know getting ahead of the puck, or you're sometimes you need to just work the right way, the smart way, and uh, you know be that extra layer of support, or you know be that extra guy in the break or whatever it may be. So uh, I'm not worried about the work. The guys are going to work. It's just working the right way
0: question was, are you working hard enough at the start? Great answer coming back. Working. Gotta work in the smartest way possible. So how far off are they? One win? Could that that change everything? Yeah,
3: I mean, look, when you're not winning, things don't seem to be going your way, and You know, when you win a bunch like we did at the start, it's almost like you're getting all the bounces. So um, can we be better? Yeah, 100%. We need to be better. But then again, you got to, you know, stay confident and and continue to, you know, put the work in. And I I hate using those cliches. but That's what it's going to take me. I just got to keep coming to work every day. And and the good part of our business is there's always a new day. And um, like I said, get back to work tomorrow. Get ready for the weekend.
0: Practice today. And we're going to get into what happened at practice today because you will not hear or see a better thing. Than what the Golden Knights did with the Make a Wish Foundation with Annabelle Hansen, who who was on the ice, a young uh a girl who loves hockey. Her favorite player is Mark Stone. She was on the ice, taking some shots with the team, and all the players stayed out. But the actual practice portion for the Vegas Golden Knights at City National Arena featured something that if you were weren't really paying close attention, and Dave Gosher and I were there was a long conversation as they skated around prior to the start of the drills with Bruce Cassidy and Alex Petrangelo. And then after they were done, there was a long conversation between Bruce Cassidy and Alex Petrangelo. And I wondered, I I didn't get a chance to to talk to Bruce about what went on. I didn't get a chance to uh, pick Petrangelo's brain about what was exchanged during that conversation. But that was a professional post-game media session between Petrangelo and the Scribes last night, Chris Chapman. You're not a Scribe. That's why I mentioned you in particular, electronic (laughs) media. Yes. Uh, But that was a professional post-game question and answer session. And I, I took some calmness from Petrangelo last night, but I also, when I watched Coach Cassidy and Petrangelo talk today, I wonder how much back and forth there was about what's going on, uh, uh, the reading of the room, what are you seeing? Maybe some Petrangelo's been around uh, long enough where he can offer uh, some, some thoughts uh, to the head coach. That looked to me like a, a veteran player and a coach bouncing stuff off each other. That's got to filter back into tomorrow night. But uh, it was a really interesting couple of conversations that Gosher and I uh, watched from our perch uh, at City National Arena, watching the Vegas Golden Knights go through their thing. And now now that all the, the breathing room that they've had evaporates for a bit, they play tomorrow at home, and then they're on a plane straight to Arizona for a Sunday night tilt at Mullet Arena, fly across the country on Monday, and play the New Jersey Devils on Tuesday who are as unpredictable as anybody, but they're a team that's in a playoff spot right now. So you don't have any time to work on your game over the next four days. You're play, play, travel, play. So all the catching up, all the uh, strategy, all the practice, that was today. That was the last look at it. And is that a good thing? In a weird way, with everything going sideways right now, losing three in a row for the first time, some of the narrative that surrounds this team, I think just getting out and playing three games in four nights is going to be a good thing for this team. No thinking, just playing and see how it goes. Now, Washington Capitals, that's a test tomorrow night. Ovi, has carried this team this year through all kinds of absences at the start of the season and they're in a playoff position and they're looking good. Arizona can bite you. And then the New Jersey Devils, you got to be good cuz they're a fast team. So it's not just that you're just going on autopilot, you're not you're shutting off your brain a little bit and you're able to play, but you got to play smart and you got to play with passion. And you gotta deliver on your opportunities. And I think you can look back at the last three games and say all three of those were missing at big stretches. Can they get it back by just going and playing in a three games in a four night session? Might be the best thing that's coming towards them. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's Brian McCormick. We'll check in on the Henderson Silver Knights. And we've got our Michael Lee Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. We're going to invite you to phone in at some point during this hour at 702-876-1340 to pick the three games that we will offer up. And if you select the winners by the end of the weekend... You're going to be $400 richer. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the BGK Insider Show. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Going to get back to the Vegas Golden Knights, hour number two. A lot to talk about from today's perspective, and we'll bring you the entirety of Bruce Cassidy's media session from City National Arena, and also uh, tell you all about the fabulous interaction between the Golden Knights and Annabelle Hansen and the Make-A-Wish Foundation and what they were able to do during the course of that. Because Mark Stone is her favorite player, this uh, youngster from California who was out at practice today, and it was just... I had goosebumps the entire time. Uh, But uh, she did something that just blew my mind, and it was uh, something to do with... Keaton Kola Star, and, and dropping the gloves with Colastar. Uh, with so uh, really cool. We'll get into it. But uh, first up, let's uh, check in with my friend, my good buddy, my confidante. He is uh, Brian McCormick from the Henderson Silver Knights, the play-by-play voice with the franchise on the road right now up in Colorado. Do you guys fly right into Denver, or where do you go?
3: Hey, Darren. yeah, uh, Good to be with you. We're in uh, Loveland, Colorado. So, yes, flying to Denver, and that's roughly – 45 minutes to an hour, the bus from there, depending on traffic. So your regular uh, medium distance commute, I suppose, uh, to what is kind of a rodeo country in Colorado, but a really fun barn to play in.
0: Well, the the airport in Denver is 45 minutes to an hour away from everything. It's actually in southern Alberta. So are you going north, are you going west or east? Where do you go from the airport?
3: Oh, you know, of all the preparation I do for a segment <laughs> with you, Darren, I did not look at the map of Colorado. I think I think we're north. I think yeah. we're north. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, it's rodeo country. It's just far enough away that, of course, everyone here is uh, invested in the Colorado Avalanche. But still, this is an Eagles franchise that's been here. This is their 20th season. They went from the CHL to the ECHL to the AHL. So they have a, uh, a, a devoted fan base all their own. So it's, uh, like you said, a little, little bit of distance from tender, but it's just enough distance to make
0: it its own entity. So here's one for you. Uh, I was told, I don't know whether this is true, this has nothing to do with the Henderson Silver Knights or the Colorado Eagles of the American Hockey League, but I was told when that franchise won the ECHL and then they transitioned into the American Hockey League the next season, that they kept the ECHL trophy, the Kelly Cup, and the ECHL had to get a new, tr- had to get a new trophy and and replace the Kelly Cup with the Kelly Cup. Is that true? Do you, do you know anything about that?
3: You know, they transitioned to the AHL the exact same summer I transitioned from the ECHL to the AHL. We shared a division. Matter of fact, that last season, they knocked out Idaho is where I was. Knocked them out on their run to the Kelly Cup. So I heard those exact same murmurs and rumors. I can't definitively say that it's true because the Cup isn't physically sitting next to me in this booth, but I am... My understanding is that it's true and that they uh, they, they either – I don't know if they eventually gave it back. I, I do remember that debate, that argument, those rumors in that season. Uh, I honestly don't know how it was closed off, but I, I know that there was some grumbling from some of my ECHL counterparts that uh, somehow the Kelly Cup was still here. So they're handing out a Kelly Cup. I don't know if they had to refashion it.
0: Like, could you imagine winning the trophy, like the Lombardi Trophy or the Stanley Cup, and he, you just don't give the the big one back now. the Lombardi Trophy that that changes every year. There's a new one every year, right? Like there's not uh, just right. one uh, that that goes to the Hall of Fame. But the Stanley Cup, you don't give that thing back.
3: I have to imagine again. If, if, it, if it, there should only be one, there should be one Kelly Cup. In my understanding, is I think over time they worked it out to, to get it back. Cause, oh, they did. Because the I don't know for a fact. The discussion went away, right? But they know. Right. They know the address of this place, they can go find it. So I I never heard the resolution but I did remember the uh the, the kerfuffle when it was uh when it was missing.
0: I, I love you even more because you just used the word kerfuffle, which is awesome. <laughs> Doug Stokes, my junior coach, he used to use that all the time. We'd all be giggling, trying to be good, uh, tough hockey players, and we'd be giggling. Well, I was never tough. Uh, that's, anyway, that's
3: how I do. De- that's how I defuse this, Darren. <laughs> when I come uh, in to be deposed for the, uh, there's new evidence in the Kelly Cup uh, <laughs> trial. As Brian McCormick has said, he knows where it is. Well, I de-
0: I interviewed the commissioner, president, whatever he is, of the ECHL for the Chirp one time, and I was specifically told, do not ask about the controversy about the Kelly Cup, which I knew nothing about at the time. So I started Googling it, and I discovered this whole story, and I thought, how am I not going to ask about that? And I do, I do believe
3: that there was definitely a period of, uh, it was in the wind. I don't know how <laughs> it was resolved. I can't imagine they just dusted their hands off and said, like, ah, well... You know, let bygones be bygones. I, I, I'm sure they worked it out, uh, but I don't uh, I don't know if that article was written when it was all said and done.
0: That's outstanding. So uh, we got some, some good vibes going on around the HSK.
3: Yeah, it's been a really good uh, week there in a the couple of uh, three-game winning streak, uh, which is their longest since a four-game winning streak in the middle of December that uh, coincidentally kind of revolved around back-to-back wins here in Colorado against an Eagles team at that time that was in first place. Uh, So, Silver Knights are going to keep it going, and uh, the wins that they had these last few games, uh, especially the two over Calgary, the Wranglers, who uh, you can make a good argument even though they were in second place at the time, they were the best team in the Western Conference, and still are. Uh, This is a Silver Knights team that's found a little bit of identity, uh, despite the fact that there are still important pieces, Byron Fraze, Caden Korzak, Dennis Rombiard, who are still up uh, with the VGK, so they've buckled down and they've gotten themselves back on the rails. and. Uh, now sitting one point back on the cusp of the uh, Pacific Division playoff picture. So a nice nice correction of the course after a, a couple of rough weeks. Coming
0: out of the Christmas break, so Korzak, I chatted with him today for something we call the scoop. Uh, Secret creamy uh, does the uh, great ice cream, and we sit down, we eat ice cream, and we have a little conversation. So Korzak is from Yorkton. I used to live in Yorkton, so we thought we'd get Kaden uh, on there, and we were chatting, and he's eating the ice cream, and I realized he's he's missing the big tooth. And do you do you know the story behind miss the 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 tooth going missing?
3: You know, I don't think I do, Darren, just because they tend to go missing so frequently. I right. don't think to uh, to itemize them, but re- remind
0: me. So here's, here's the story, because I love being able to tell you the odd thing, because you're forever educating me in what's going on around the Henderson Silver Knights and bringing your broadcast knowledge uh, to, to my world. So I feel like I owe you something. And this just <laughs> fell out of the tree today. Uh he was playing in a Canadian Hockey League, one of those uh, All Star games, in which he was playing for the Western Hockey League against the Russians in what they call the Russian uh, WHL Russia CHL Super Series, and he was he took a puck from Marashev, his, his now oh. it, like his teammate in, in in Anderson, but but here's here's the funny part: he was on the bench. And he, he wasn't watching the the actual play. He was doing something else. And boom, everybody ducked around him. The puck came and hit him right on the bench and knocked his tooth out. Uh, the Western Hockey League wins the game. They're doing the big celebration and the team picture. He's in the dressing room getting sewn up and getting the tooth uh, shrapnel taken out. And he's still got a scar on his lip. But it was from and that that's the weird part like the the small world of the of of the hockey community Marichev uh the opposition from Russia probably the first time uh, Caden had ever played anybody from Russia uh, at that point of his career is now uh, part of the same organization
3: you know Darren that is a great story and I appreciate you sharing it with me because right now I, the fact that I don't know that myself I'm asleep on my own beat so shame on me but you know if I was going to hear that story it would have had to have come from Caden because you know Max who I love He's not the most talkative guy, so it, he doesn't come up to me in the break room and say, like, hey, Brian, I've got a good yarn for you. So I was going to hear that from Caden or not at all, so thank you for that.
0: Do you know how many times uh, you'd have to go around the room and stop every time you saw a hockey player with a missing tooth to try and get well, the story? It, uh, you, you'd be a busy guy.
3: And it would be, it's, you know, I think i shy away from him because it just seems rude after a while. Cause what, so eventually one is going to come back with, what happened to your face, Brian? Mm-hmm. And I don't have a good excuse. <laughs> So, I don't put myself in that position.
0: Trust me, I've been asked that a couple of times over the last year.
3: (laughs) But you have a good story. (laughs) From whatever you can remember.
0: What happened to your face? (laughs) In fact, I was talking to Gordon Weigert today uh, at the office saying, uh, I- I'd love to like a scooter to be able to scooter to work. And he said, you're not allowed uh, because of uh, <laughs> past, past developments. Uh, Patrick Gay was great the other night. Uh, I love what Gage Quinney's doing. Now, I should make sure that people know, Gage Quinney's on an American Hockey League contract, right? Like to Jake Bischoff? Yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. So when people are looking for players to, with all the injuries to the Vegas Golden Knights uh, to come up, uh, you can't automatically do that with Gage or Jake.
3: No, and, you know a good example of what uh, what that entails is last year, uh, Gold Knights fan might remember Derek Pouliot, who came up for uh, a stint right. a couple of games, and he was on an AHL deal. So Derek Pouliot was signed to an NHL deal just for the purpose of getting up, and of course the VGK had so many injury struggles at that point. So to an NHL deal, and then when he was sent back to the AHL, he had to go through waivers, and that's when he ended up getting picked up by the Kraken. So uh, point point is, if yes, if Bischoff or or Quinnie were to come up, that would require. A transaction, a, a signing of an NHL contract, to make that
0: happen. So it's a it's a new contract the player would have to sign, and that counts against uh, every organization is allowed. I believe fifty National Hockey League yep. contracts. So you have to have some room uh, to be able to sign. I don't know what Vegas is at right now, but uh, teams usually hover between forty-seven and fifty.
3: Right, and, and, you know the thing is for this year especially. You know, Gage Quinney has been so banged up. Uh, over the last two years, really, and just battled through injury for most of last season. some great numbers when you think of the fact that he was playing at not one hundred percent for uh pretty much the whole year. Jake Fishhoff, of course, missed the whole year. so I think this year was to keep him in the organization, hey fellas, let's let's get you back and, and again, this is my wording, but let's get you back and, and see what you guys can do feeling at one hundred percent, and both have been absolutely phenomenal, but you know that's why they were on a h l deals, I think was an opportunity for them with you know, without pressure and without there being, you know, contract numbers to consider, like like you mentioned. All right, guys, get out there, have fun again, and, and you know, see what you can do now that you're back feeling yourself. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the results have been spectacular for both of them.
0: We chatted with the world's biggest Green Bay Packer fan the other day in Will Nickel, who also goes by the uh, title of uh, Director of Player Development for the Vegas Golden Knights, and he discussed uh, the confidence of Lucas Cormier uh, and his first professional season. What are you seeing?
3: You know, it's really uh, very, very composed. There's patience. He doesn't rush in his own zone with a puck on his stick. He'll allow himself to take the extra moment. Not You know, there's... You can't be too patient, because if you're too patient, that's just as bad if you're getting stripped of the puck in your own end. But he's got a really good sense and savvy, working from deep in his own end to find passing lanes, to find outlets, and to make the decision on time if he has to get his boots moving north and do it himself. But, you know, that, that's the what he can do in his own end, playing big minutes at a position that usually you know takes a couple years for players to mature and develop and to, to show their, their junior chops. This was a guy who was the Quebec Major Junior League defenseman of the year, two years in a row. He's the only guy ever to have that distinction, so if you expect him to come out and put up 90-point seasons in his first AHL season, that's just not being realistic, but what he does do is play with composure, play with patience. From the blue line, he's got a great release, but he prioritizes getting shots through, shooting for tips, shooting for chaos down low, you know, high-percentage plays, and sometimes when we think of high-percentage plays, we say high-percentage not to turn it over, or high-percentage not to get a shot blocked. The other end of high percentages is, okay, what area can I put the puck in that's going to create the most damage? And he does a great job of that, especially on the power play. And, you know, you want to say quietly just because it's not lighting it up every single night, but very quietly he's in the top three in the American Hockey League and scoring for rookie defense. He's had a really good year, and he's done it with the added pressure of really having to take the place of Daniil Miramanov of offensive defenseman one for all purposes needed for the Silver Knights. And and with the way the Silver Knights season was for the first half of the year, often playing from behind and playing in situations where you need to find offense in third period. So I think it's patience, it's composure, it's a good sense of where he is in his development, Uh, and a touch of humility, too, that he's not trying to play hero ball. He's trying to do things that have the highest percentage of working out. It allows maybe Bros to give him a lot of time and have a veteran presence on the back end with players like Jake Fischoff that he doesn't have to carry it all himself. He can be situational. He can be opportunistic uh, and not have to be worn down.
0: I also love that he got to spend uh, a little bit of time with Shea Weber, uh, who is in town now working with some defensemen and just uh, just collaborating with them, uh, able to uh, lend his expertise. Uh, of course, uh, Shea Weber won't play in the National Hockey League again, long-term injured reserve, but is part of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and uh, under uh, their control with his contract. It's Brian McCormick with the play-by-play voice of the Henderson Silver Knights who are taking on Colorado this weekend. Uh, here, Let's bring in uh, Chris Chapman, because I I, I've dominated this thing, Chris. What do you want to talk to Brian about? And is it hockey related?
1: Well, you know, I, I I was thinking of asking Brian who who his opinion on who the Jets would hire as a new offensive coordinator, but I don't think we want to bore the listeners with with New York Jets talk. But Brian, one of the one of the things I always wondered is, you know, when guys go back and forth between the NHL and the AHL, and and we've seen a bit of that this year, guys like Braden Pahal and, and Jonas Rombier, did they get a little bit of a bump? when they come back down to the AHL? Or, or, or is there a little bit of, like, like how do guys generally respond to, to being sent back to the AHL? Is it, is it a little bit of, of a depression thing, or or do they get a little bit of a bump in play?
3: Yeah, you know, it, it definitely depends on the individual for sure, Chris. But, you know, I think for some players, uh, it also might depend where you are in your career. You know, if you're a young player who gets called up and you get that, you know, a cup of coffee for a weekend and you feel great about yourself. And maybe you say, hey, I fit in here. Maybe it's not my full-time destination just yet, but I know I know what I need to work to become. Uh, they can come back flying. Some guys come back and they've been going back and forth for a little bit. And they, there might be a little bit of, uh, okay, I didn't stick this time either. You know, i got to make sure I continue to make a good case. You know, for example, um, and I, I didn't directly ask him what he thought about. But, you know, the first couple of games after Sheldon Rempel's recall, took a couple of games for him to find the score sheet again. It was a, a player who was uh, really pinpointing the, the Silver Knights offense the first two months of the season. didn't look quite 100% the same to me in my eyes when he came back to those few games, but then got it together again. And, and uh, he and Gage Quinney have been the driving forces of the Silver Knights scoring attack for the last two weeks. So you know, I think you can go either way. There can be that shot in the arm of, hey, I can do this. I've, I've got my whole career ahead of me, and let's go. You can have a player like Jonas Rombiard who's played some significant time and say, like, "Okay, I went up. I've gotten the instruction of what I need to do to be a full timer, and I've gotten that instruction a couple of times now, up and down." Uh, and he finds consistency quickly. And then you have other team, uh, other players who are, you know, trying to 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 make the uh, instructions they've gotten, the recommendations they've gotten, come to fruition. And maybe they have a little bit of knowledge of, like, okay, you know, I'm not. It's not my first or second year anymore. It's time to start playing the pedal to the metal and making these changes that are being required of me permanent. So it varies. It, it, it certainly varies. But the good thing with Manny Viveros and his staff is is that whatever the attitude coming back is, very, very quickly these players get reacclimated into, okay, what is the, what is the need, what is the requirement of this team here? You're with the VGK, you're following VGK instructions, and you're trying to do what they need you to do. You come back, and, well, the Silver Knights are one point back of a playoff spot, and in the midst of a three-game winning streak, and You know, the the Silver Knights for the last three games, the attention to detail in the neutral zone has just been so, such a turnaround. It's been so stifling to see what they've done to some of the top-flight offensive players in the Pacific Division the last couple of games. That allows for immediate buy-in. So the the way May Viveros' staff runs the team is it's important to do the things you need to do as a player to develop. It's very easy to do that while buying into, okay, what is my role here again? And for a player who's going up to VGK, you know their role here is significant, so it allows them to roll right back into being uh, a go-to player and to to focus on being their best possible selves within the structure of a task list of what they need to do to win.
0: Long answer, short answer. This is uh, coming at you. The short answer first. Uh, What's the goaltending situation?
3: Goaltending situation has largely been the Patera and Laurent Brassois have been going back and forth. Uh, as, as a, a one and one A battery, both have been spectacular. Uh, Laurent Bressois, until a couple of weeks ago, over the course of a month, had a, a 970 save percentage. That's come back to earth a little bit. But he and Yuri Patera have both been, you could, I would say, a very strong argument, the best goaltending battery in the Western Conference. Michael Hutchinson has been the, the third uh, goalie in that rotation. Just came back from the Spangler Cup a couple of weeks ago, so a great experience for him. Uh, they look to work him in as well, but it has been Yuri Pater and Laurent Bersois, uh handling the, the vast majority of the workload. And if that was the short answer, then I'm sorry, Darren, for what the long answer is well, going to be.
0: You know what I discovered <laughs> last night was, was Hutchinson played on the same summer team uh, when he was 11 years old with Stamkos and Petrangelo and John Tavares and Michael yep. Zotto. I didn't realize Hutch was part of that group until last night. I knew about the Petrangelo and the Stamp because I read the stories about right. them and Tavares, but I didn't know Hutch was uh, was part of that. So here's the long answer.
3: I feel, I feel like that, that, that youth photo that we see with all the minute we need to go back and study it every six months or so yeah. to see who we might have left
0: out. Because there's uh, just so many of them. Uh, you got a chance to uh, hang out and, and talk with uh, our buddy Jeff Sharples the other day, uh, Las yeah. Vegas Thunder uh, alum and uh, a, a great National Hockey League alumni living here in Las Vegas. He He's a treat, isn't he?
3: Oh, he's so great. so great and and so helpful. Uh, Las Vegas Thunder Night was was a blast. I think the fans really enjoyed it. At least that's the feedback that I've seen. Everyone enjoys nostalgia, but, you know, as someone who's 33 years old, the 90s, you know, I I can consider that nostalgia. (laughs) But uh, for Jeff, and Jeff was so helpful, too, in gathering. He and his wife, uh, Michelle, gathering the alumni together who were in town and able to come. Uh, it was great catching up with uh, with Pokey Reddick. Uh, Bob Strum on hand was really really neat, but it was it was just a ton of fun. Uh, and for Jeff Sharples, who I'd not met before, and I, you know, shame on me for not having done so, because uh, a fascinating guy, a friendly guy, a helpful guy, and a guy that's still extremely invested in hockey in the Vegas Valley. He's at the Dollar Loan Center all the time. He's at T-Mobile Arena all the time. So. You know, what I took away from the Las Vegas Thunder experience was fun night, fans enjoyed it, we got to do some really good storytelling, uh, and looking back at uh, some of the glory years of early minor pro hockey in Vegas, but on top of that, you know, these, these are not guys who are 75 years old and we had to wheel them out of the home. These are still young guys, active guys in the hockey community that love the game and love how it's growing in Vegas, and you know, I'm, I'm hopeful, I don't want to speak for them, but I'm hopeful I made a handful of, of new friends yeah. now, because... These are guys who still very, very much enjoy being uh, involved when invited, uh, and that's an invitation that I want to extend as often as, as I possibly can.
0: Well, you've got the program uh, every Wednesday. Uh, Sharples will come on anytime. Trust me, he's already yeah. talking hockey uh, I, because we text back and forth every every single night, uh, whether we're doing a game or not. Sharples and I were going back and forth, and I hope to get him yeah. uh, a little bit yeah, more we, involved.
3: We had him on the show the, the, the Wednesday prior to the weekend to help set it up, to help promote, and he was phenomenal. and. Uh, my mistake was thinking that uh, 25 minutes was going to be enough, so I've already told him. I do all the uh, all the radio broadcasts, I do predominantly by myself, when it's not a TV simulcast. I'm sure people would love to hear a voice that isn't mine, so uh, if it fits his schedule, we're going to have Jeff Sharples on, uh, if he's willing, uh, to add a little bit more of a first-hand uh, expertise of what's going on during HSK games.
0: Well, you're one of the best best in the business, uh, a great person, and a huge talent, and I would love to hear the two of you together, and I know Michelle would love to have uh, him on with you as well, uh, because then she could uh, adjust the volume uh, accordingly. <laughs> I know that. Hey, uh, have a great one tomorrow night. Uh, look forward to the call, and thanks for doing this, buddy.
3: Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, guys. See you after the weekend.
0: There's Brian McCormick, the play-by-play voice of the Henderson Silver Knights. So when we continue, it's the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest on the VGK Insider Show. We're going to tell you when to phone, and we are going to give you three games, and we hopefully will give you $400 by the end of the weekend. Stick around on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Let's light them up. 702 876 1340, call right now. We are going to accept the fifth caller through to play the Michael E. Minden Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show Hockey Parlay Contest. 702-876-1340. We are looking for a winner. This is how the contest works. We give you three games. We pick the games, all weekend games, and you pick winners. If you go three for three... You win the money. Every week that there's not a winner, we add $100 to the pot. We have not had a winner yet. So the total is up to 400 bucks. That's what you're playing for this weekend as we roll it out. It's a 16-week contest, if I'm on the uh, the point on this. At the end of it, if there's no winner, Chapman and I are going to split $322,000. We're going to walk right away with the cash. And uh, and not not that we're hoping to do that, because I would like to give away the money. It's kind of cool as it builds up, but I'd like to have a few different winners and spread it around a little bit. But we know that hockey's is really tough, and uh, it's, a, it's a grind to be able to pick uh, three winners. And we were kind of soft at the start, the first few. And we still couldn't get somebody to go three-for-three, three, a couple of two-for-threes uh, in there. So let's uh, let's shake it out. And who do we got for our contestant this week?
1: All right, we got Michael.
0: All right, Michael. Do I know Michael, or is it a or, different Michael?
1: I don't think you know Michael.
0: How are you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Have we met before?
2: Uh, a couple times I called in, I won tickets from you guys before. All right. But, but we
0: haven't hung out or anything like that together, so we can't be accused of just uh, putting our friends in.
2: Uh,
1: no, not at all. Mike, we got to turn your radio down, man.
0: Okay. All right. All
1: right.
0: done. There we are. Okay, Michael, we're going to give you three games. Uh, are you ready to play? Let's do it. All right. Game number one, Chapman.
1: All right. Game one is from Brian, and it's Colorado at Seattle tomorrow.
0: I'm going to go with Colorado. Colorado on the road against the Seattle Kraken, We had a big win last night, and that's why they're percentage points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights right now. That is a brave play. I like it. Game number two.
1: Game number two is from me, the L.A. Kings at the Nashville Predators.
0: That's a good one. I'm going to go with the uh, Kings. Two road teams to start in his first two selections. The Kings to take out the Predators on Lower Broadway, Game Three. That's you, Chapman. You're giving you're, you 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 you're the the guy giving all the games here. Oh, I,
1: hold on! I got to go back to to your text so I know what game you, you picked. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> why I gave it to you during the commercial break. I said all
2: you're going to give the. Here games. we go.
1: Darren's game is actually the first game of the three, and it's Minnesota at Florida tomorrow afternoon.
2: I'm going to go
3: with. Uh... Minnesota, and I
0: want to go with Flurry.
2: Wow. All so three, road teams. three road I'm go teams. I'm going to go with all road
3: teams tomorrow.
0: I feel like there should be a bonus in this, but there isn't. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to tell you that right up front. There are no bonus. The if bonus is we don't win. <laughs> if you're three for three, you walk out with $400. How confident are you? And I'll give you one opportunity right now to switch one of your picks. Now I'm going to stick with them all. a boy. There's Michael. He's uh, right in there. L.A. to beat Nashville, Minnesota to take out Florida, and Colorado to defeat Seattle. All three road teams in the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest in the VGK Insider Show. Good luck. There's Michael taking it. I don't know whether I go three games all on the road. Yeah, it's tough.
1: That's tough to do. But
0: there's no rhyme or reason to this. It's the hardest sport. And we proved it. well, Because we were serving up softballs early, and yeah. nobody was getting it. We had a couple of two-for-threes.
1: Yeah. Everyone's gone two-for-three.
0: Are all three of our games tomorrow? Yes. Ah, so he'll know.
1: Yeah, tomorrow. he'll know by, by Sunday night, by tomorrow night, uh, if, if he's won. But
0: If he doesn't win, do you hope you're the team that trips him up? Absolutely. Nah, that's my point. goal every I week like that. that's
1: my goal I want to be the guy who costs the money no I offense Michael. I like your
0: Mike. style <laughs> I'm rooting for you Michael I want to be the villain I'm rooting for you but I take a certain amount of pride in being the one to kind of throw a wrench into it our number two is coming up you'll hear from Bruce Cassidy this morning at City National Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas